There we go. Geese, cash me out. Get a safe open. Get that safe open. What are you saying? 60. Episode 14! So we've gone back to that intros, haven't we? Where you just shout and scream. I thought we were better than that. Episode 14. Are you excited? I'm very excited. I'm, I'm really excited. I'm buzzing, in fact. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely delighted to be joined here with my close friend, Brody Morris. I'm very happy to be joined with my acquaintance and Doesn't partner work that way. co-host, Jack Clark. Partner? Well, you know, it depends what, what uh, way you want to look at it. Maybe. I'm yeah, open. Well, I'm open. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping nice and, nice and flirty for now. So exactly. today we're, it's going to be a relatively quick one. We're not going to do a deep dive. We're just going to have to react to the news that's just broke, really. I mean, Fat Frank, gone. Uh, gone yesterday. Axed. United's title chances, gone, just like that. Diminished. And then also rumours that uh, the government are going to ban uh, gambling sponsors. Poor Pretty interesting stuff. No so if you like the sound of that, give it a listen, eh? Keep listening. Don't click away. I like away. the sound of it. I, well... I hope so. I ran it free with you. It's very entertaining. If you didn't like the sound of it, I'd be worried. Okay. Brilliant. Yeah, it will be. I mean, it's not going to be very informative. I mean, we can roll that one out, cross that one out right now, you know. It's going to be something. It's going to be something. It's going to be light entertainment. Yeah, so let's just let's start. I mean, someone in need of light entertainment right now, Fat Frank. So, as oh, the news just broke a couple of days ago, Fat Frank gone. The win against Luton wasn't enough. Crazy, if you ask me. Uh, yeah, Luton are a decent side. would sort you out. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty safe to say that it, the writing was on the door for a while. It was on the door? Do you mean on the wall? Either either or, you know, uh, if a door, it's a wall. Lampard's <laughs> walking through it and saying goodbye to Stamford hey, Bridge. Hey, you did a good little turnaround there. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they've been planning this for a while. Yeah. It, you don't just get two shots a day after. You've been talking to him for a couple of weeks at least. I don't know why they waited. Like, they, they must, I think they waited about... Like, it, it was about 24 hours. But let's be honest, he was appointed before Lampard went. The, the, the agreement... Yeah, the agreement's made. I don't know why they waited. If they were ruthless, they would have announced him before they announced he was sacked. It's one in, one out with Chelsea, isn't it? They always do the same thing. So there's absolutely no surprise whatsoever this has happened. But, I mean, it, it's important to look at it from, you know, as, in the big picture of it. So what has led to this point? Lampard's results this season haven't been good enough. I think we can all agree on that. But they've consistently underperformed in big games where you think they need to show something. Last season was a, a relative success compared to maybe the expectations of what Chelsea had. You know, the summer transfer window comes, they bring in players, and I imagine Frank didn't really have much say of what players came in. They were more, you know, Chelsea's moves. These are, these are Chelsea's, like, picks. These are, they, they're trying to get a crop of players that will be there. They will be Chelsea for the next whatever years, right? Now, what is important, more important to Chelsea right now? The investment on players or the manager? With the money spent on the players. 
they have to, you know, stick with them and get rid of the manager, I suppose. But I suppose if we look on the other side of the coin, play devil's advocate here, I suppose with the season, you know, it wasn't long ago they were towards the top of the table and people were discussing, can Chelsea win it? I know they've had a dip, a dip in form since. Um, but every club has had peaks and troughs this year. Liverpool have, but they're having it now. City had it earlier in the season. United are basically a yo-yo. So it's happened to all the big clubs. I think when you bring in these proper players from another country, they've got to adapt to the surroundings, the city, the players that they're playing with, the manager, no fans, the whole coronavirus in general is kind of everything in the air. So I think with Frank, you know, you could argue he's done a good job in that respect. Like, you know, it has been good at times. And last season did a great job. I, you know, I don't think you can say anything other than that. He's done a great job with the youth he had and the lack of transfers. But... It is Chelsea, and if it's not immediate success, you are, you know, in the guillotine, so to speak. Your head chopped off. Do you think it's necessary? Is it too simple to say they brought in Tuchel to get the best out of Havertz and Werner? I mean, on the surface, you'd say it's too simple, but they are potentially two very important players for Chelsea. So it's understandable why a German coach who's, you know, good man manager could, you know, could get the best out of them. They need the best out of them because they are great players, and they spent. How much between them? 120 million on both of them, like, you know, to get all together. So, well, maybe on the surface, but I think they've looked more just two shares of manager in general. He's, you know, very philosophical the way he thinks and very good manager. But it's been well documented. He always falls out with the hierarchy at the clubs. You know, will this happen again? There's no bigger, you know, bastard, so to speak, at the top than Abramovich and that Marina or Maria, whatever her name is, the director woman. So I think there could be fireworks somewhere down the line. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a case of look. I think most teams in the Premier League would snap your hand off to get two shell. Like that is a very good appointment halfway through a season. Yeah, I agree. You know, usually in this, you'd think they'd have bring they'd have brought in someone like Hiding, you know, to see how the season. So God, he's not as back a Chelsea, yet, is he? <laughs> as, a, as a as a Chelsea fan, at least you've got that. Like, I mean, he undoubtedly. Tuchel and Lampard are two very different stages of the journey, the managerial journeys. Yeah. I just think it's naive yeah. of Chelsea. They bring Frank in. It's his second job in management. At the time, it was only his second year in manager after one year experience at Derby. You need more than that as a man. You're not going to jump to the top straight away. Especially when he's not like he's inherited a team which is incredible, amazing. He inherited a team with a transfer ban with players all over the shop wanting to leave, wanting to stay, you know, bringing in the youth. I just don't know what they expect. He did a good job year one. Year two, not quite as good. But the start, you know, bumpy start. What do you expect? Surely if you're hiring Lampard, you should be expecting to have to give him a few years. So to sack him after a year and a half, it's like, well, what did you expect? It's stupid. It's naive, in my opinion. Do you think we would have seen a different outcome if Chelsea did win the FA Cup in a game which they largely dominated? Um, no, I don't think so. I mean... Well, a club like Arsenal, for example, obviously Mikel won the FA Cup. I think, yeah, you'll get more time because of that. But a club like Chelsea, they want the big trophies, the Champions Leagues, the Premier Leagues. I think winning the FA Cup, yeah, it's cool and the fans will enjoy it. But if you're a brand that's looking at it, you probably aren't as fast. And you still probably would have sacked Frank if they're sat in ninth place halfway through the season or eighth place, wherever they are. So, no, I don't think that would have made a difference to you. Well, there's a lot of rumours going about of what are the reasons for his sacking, if you're looking for off-the-pitch reasons. And it fundamentally, for me, comes down to the assets that are Werner and Heather's, where they are very, very important assets for Chelsea Football Club right now. And it's a case yeah. of, can we afford to sabotage if you, you, their value? Because their value is plummeted under Lampard. Whether that is Lampard's fault, 
is up for debate. But even if Chelsea were playing well right now when they were winning games, Havertz and Werner are probably Chelsea's higher-ups and the board of directors' priority. They need to get the best out of these players. Given that heart. I mean, I mean, look at it this way. Like, if you're the board and you have said, we are signing Havertz, spending all the money on Havertz, making your main priority, that is your main, you know, he's going to be Chelsea Football Club. And he flops. Who who gets yeah. the backlash? The board do. It was the board that picked the sign. So it, it's a case of that. But then, I, 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 you know, it's always sad to see a manager like Frank Lampard go into a club too early and get the sack. But what is he expecting? He did the same with, what's his name? That handsome bugger. What's his name? Andre Villaboas. Yeah, you know the handsome boy. Yeah, um, <laughs> I know my handsome boys. You know, came, came, to the, <laughs> uh, came to the job too early, wasn't ready for it, and then just got the chop by Chelsea. Frank was a bit different. You know, if anyone's earned a bit more trust, it would be Frank. But this is a team that sat Jose Mourinho. Yeah, exactly. I think with Frank as well, he's not like a, you know, he's a very smart individual and a very good football man. He knows his stuff. So I, I do feel bad for him. I think he could have been a really good manager. And I don't even think the summer transfers are that bad. Like, you look at Chilwell, he's been probably the, overall consistently the best left back this season. You know, I know you could say Cancelo, but he's technically a right back. But I think Thiago Silva on a three has been great. Yeah, he's only been there for a year, two years. Ziyech has shown glimpses when he hasn't been in, injured. That Mendy, for the you know for the most part, has you know made him a bit more solid, and even Werner, he's not looked a bad player. He's just struggling to find the back of the net. And Havertz, of course, yeah, you can't really hide. It's been pretty awful. So I, I, it, is, it is harsh on Frank, and I think overall feeling for him is I feel bad, and I would have liked him seen him, you know, been longer, a bit more time. So something else that made the news uh, around the same subject was rumours about Tony Rudiger being part of a coup against Lampard and we've seen yeah. it before where the, the dressing room has changed, changed on, on a manager at Chelsea I don't know if it's inherently a thing in that Chelsea squad we've seen it happen so many so many times where and, it, and they succeed from it we've seen that like I mean William turned on Conte I think it was as well you know you've seen um, it, that whole thing with Hazard and all these other players being snakes to Mourinho it happens what? Yeah, how do you fix true. that in a football club at Chelsea? They've just got a history of doing it because a lot of these players that were so-called snakes have moved on. Yeah, I think with that, it's it's a strange one because I do think what Frank was doing, he was kind of almost changing how Chelsea was. Um, I mean, with the culture of the club, like how he brought in the youth, and they were actually kind of likable last season. And even this season, I can't look at Chelsea and say I want to hate them. So I think that he did do a good job in that respect, and. I don't know Rudiger is like one example. I don't. I can't say like if that's true or not. I know uh, who was it tweeted the other day saying it's a load of you know gobbledygook. It's not true. Tammy Abraham. Yeah, he says it's just not true. So maybe it isn't. But with Rudiger, you know, I was surprised that he got pushed to the side and was left out the way he was. I know he's, he's worked his way back in now, but yeah, I don't know what that was about. But you know, nevertheless, with Frank, you look like Reese James, who he's brought along massively. Mason Mount has probably been their best player this season. You know, he's getting uh, you got Pulisic playing really well back in the last season after a really dodgy start. So I just think it's, I don't know what the issue is. I really don't know because, yeah, there's the obvious point that they're, they're not doing well enough. They're like ninth, they should be more closer to the top. But it's a weird season, everyone's having you know peaks and troughs, and it's just weird for me. I, I don't know if the dressing room is the issue, I don't know if he's lost them. 
all the players seem fond of him. Like they wrote him a message on Twitter, Instagram afterwards. Like I don't know. I'm not sure. In the end of the day, what if you had to pinpoint like the sole reason? What do you think it is that's led to this? Do you think it's Havertz and Werner? Is that your where you're sticking? I'd probably I'd probably say that. Yeah, I think um, it just hasn't worked for Havertz and Werner, and they are essentially Chelsea's biggest assets at the minute. It was very unfortunate for Frank, anyway. But one manager that has I think, his job. Not, one second, one second no? before Ooh, we move on to that. Well. To that. Oh. I know it sounded good, but oh, I, I, I just, I just need to. Had someone else who's just wounded. I just need to enforce that you got to feel for for Frank. I mean, when it's Petr Cech making these decisions, well, I mean, advising in these decisions as well. His former teammate. Oh, you got to think about sick. that. Where. There's rumours that players were meeting with Petr Cech behind Frank's back and telling him, you know, how the mood is in the dressing room. Exactly how, you know, it would work in a business, but, oh, it's got to rub uh, Frank the wrong way. Well, anyway, I'm sure that segue was really good. Uh, why don't you just say what you were going to say? Nah, I don't want him anymore. Whatever. No. Fine. Okay. Who's kept the job? Ollie. Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> Ollie's Ollie. Ollie. kept the job. No, it's happy about that. Okay, so instant instant feedback. Right, so we're recording this now on Thursday, Wednesday. So uh, United beat United. Right, first time. Yeah, I said no. I said Wednesday. So United beat United. They did on Wednesday. Sheffield United. Yes, that's what I'm saying. All right, okay, cool, yo. I thought you were telling me it's Wednesday. Wednesday. Thursday. Wednesday. So United beat United. They did. Yes. 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 But it was the wrong United who came on the losing end, wasn't it? Yeah. Shock of the season? Probably not, as the commentator. No. <laughs> Probably not. Said. I wouldn't say yeah. it uh, Surprise? Yeah. Not really. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I expect us to win. Like, we should have done really. But at the same time, I know what we're like. We're just bottle jobs, inconsistent, don't perform well enough at home this season. Just... Yeah, it's not not surprised. We should have, obviously. I thought we'd win, but not surprised either. How do you think this dents your title credentials? I think we're exactly in the same boat. You know, we're just we're we're padding it up long. We're doing all right. You know what I mean? We're not going to win the Cambridge Oxford boat race, but we're all doing all right. We're just settling. I think at this I point, mean, it's it's not going to dent us too much because I don't think we're ever in a title challenge really. It's not really about being in a title challenge. It's about the mentality of being in a title challenge. And all of a sudden, you've just lost to the, one of the worst teams in Premier League history. <laughs> Officially the worst team in terms of points at this stage <laughs> of the season. So, yeah. Worse than that Derby team, which surprises me because I don't recall them getting many points either. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's shit. It's an awful game. I can't really say much. else. was terrible. No, nothing. No forward passing. It was very sideways, backwards. No desire. They're in first gear the whole time. Defensive mistakes. No real creativity. I think that front three had the worst games ever. I don't think I've ever seen Martial play as bad as that in my life. Rashford again was passenger. Greenwood, he's, he's tried, but nothing really come off for him. It's just all round dog shit. Like it's just not a lot I could say. We're a bit, I think we're a bit unfortunate with the the goal. I think with the, uh, the Martial ruled out one because I just think football's obviously gone soft. I, I think both of them are goals fine. Billy Sharp. On De Gea, fine. Nothing wrong with that, in my opinion. And Maguire jumping, absolutely fine. So it could have been a different game if that went in. But nah, I didn't deserve to win. I'm not going to be too arsy about that with shit. Deserve to lose. Yeah, rubbish. So what would you 
What would you say to that squad now after that result? What, what, what you get into the changing room? Momentum's just gone now. You know, suddenly you've just been. It's a, it's a big crash back down to earth for the level-headed Paul Pogba. Um, what would you say to the dressing room? I would, if it was me, I'd have absolutely fucking lost my nut. I probably would have assaulted one of them. You know, it's it's, it's disgusting. Which one? Awful. <laughs> Not Pogba. <laughs> Daniel James. <laughs> I reckon um, I reckon James would have you. Of course he could. Fucking definitely. Um I don't know. I matter. Just, I you could have matter. Matter yeah, go on. I don't know, mate. It's what can you say? It's happened so often. He's probably just given the same speech. We go again, we need to live character. laugh love. Live, That's laugh, love, said. yeah. I think yeah. he nearly pounded and put the two piece piece yeah. sign up. But yeah. I don't know, it's happened so often. You know, obviously we had the setback to Crystal Palace early in the season at home, lost to Tottenham at home, lost to Istanbul. You know, a lot of dire nil nils. A lot of what we lost one nil to Arsenal at home. It's just been happening all season. It happened all last season. We lost to Burnley at home last season. You know, it's just not good enough sometimes. And we're not beating the top teams either. So we're not we're not compensating that way like we did last season. Like we had a really good record last season. Top six this year. We haven't beat any of them in the games we played. It's three draws and two losses, I think. Um, and we drew to Leicester as well. If you want to chuck them in. So it's just it's it's not. We've just been fortunate that the last few results have gone our way, and we. You know, we've been, I wouldn't say we've been playing well, but we've been winning. And that's why we've been top, because everyone else around us has been a bit, but now City is starting to pick up and let's not write Liverpool off. Come on, let's don't be silly. I know they've had a poor month, but come on, they'll still be up there at the end of the season, potentially winning it still. So, yeah, I don't know what to say, really, because I don't, I didn't ever believe, you know me, I'm in a bit of a negative Neil. I didn't ever think we'd be in a title race. You know, I try and put a, make fun of it and like, yeah, we're going to win it and all that. And I still will if we put up some good results, but. Nah, let's be realistic. We're finishing fourth. Still, still comfortable in finishing top four. I think we will. Um, we'll see what happens. Who do you though. think? You know, who like, do you think you displaced there, though? Because I mean, like you said, Man City are now top with a game in hand, a few points clear. You can't, you can never write Liverpool off. Spurs are having an all right season. Hmm. You know, do, do you think fourth out of there? I mean, Chelsea obviously got two shell in now. Arsenal are picking up, but top four is probably out of reach. West Ham are currently fourth, I believe. If I do, you think, uh, do you think Ole has Moise's number? <laughs> um, uh, potentially. We've got him in the FA Cup next round, so hopefully he does. Um, oh, if I, the if clash I of lay, the geniuses. I know, you know. If I had to lay my hat anyway, I probably would say we'll finish third. But you never know. You know I think top four, obviously, the, the minimum. You want to be, you, you want to just continue the, to the end of the season, fight for that title. I, I don't think we will. But hopefully we can. You never know. We just need to just cut out these stupid fucking games where we lose to Sheffield United or Crystal Palace. Like, I'd, I'm not going to be too arsy if we lose to a Liverpool City as long as we you know put in a good shift and try. You know, it's it's you know it's acceptable, I guess. You, you never want to lose them games, but I wouldn't you know be too downbeat if we did. But bottom of the table, worst team in Premier League history, and we just didn't show up at all. It's awful. Like, I just don't don't know why we have these games the way we do especially when all the talk recently has been how the mentality's picked up how they got this you know winning drive to go forward and all these players have come out and said the same thing the brunos the pogbas they've all you know lauded cavani cavani should have come on at half time yesterday i know we didn't really do anything in the end but leaving it to like the 68th minute 70 minute i think that was a bad shout you know if that's Mourinho, he's making the changes at half time you could see in that game that it wasn't going to pick up so why he left it so long i don't know but Nevertheless, it was all just terrible all round. I probably would. I think Matic might be finished. I like Matic, but he just slows the game down too much. And 
I think he playing someone like McTominay yesterday probably would have been a right move. Can't really criticize Pogba much. You know, he did all right. You know, he's, he's average. He's probably the best of a bad bunch, to be honest. Bruno, I don't even know what's happened. You've cursed him basically since you got him in your FPL. He's been wanked. So fuck you, Jack. So that's your fault. Five yeah, wanks in a row, baby. Exactly. And you just what I had to say about the defense? Um, shocking. Do you see that Tuan Zabi's had a lot of uh, racist abuse online? You notice that? I'm not sure if he's had a lot of racist abuse. I've not seen it. I know that he deleted the account, I believe. Um, there, yeah, all the United players and the United Instagram page all putting a no to racism and all this stuff. So I haven't seen it much myself, so I've not really been on socials much today, but apparently he's had a lot of shit. And he it did happens. play crap. So yeah, it, it, it happens. He, sh- and he didn't. You shouldn't say it. It's inevitable. It is, unfortunately. Because he is a toxic place. But fortunately, but, I mean, we could all, we could always describe. Well, look, we, look, to describe the game, I, I, I think it was definitely a bookies upset. Now, something that will definitely upset the bookies. Recent news to lately today, maybe I don't know. Um, the the, con, the government are considering making it illegal, illegal, for football teams to have gambling sponsors on their shirts. How do you feel about that? Well, firstly, I want to take a minute to appreciate said segue. I think it was very good the way you did it. And good segue, also yeah. Wasn't, wasn't, hurt, wasn't interrupted. Quite. Very hurt that you um, got your good segue in, and I, I didn't. So, you know, that's two things. Do you want to say it now? Do you want to say it now? No, let's talk about gambling. <laughs> okay, so um, what do I think? Um, Firstly, what exactly? I haven't really heard this. I only heard this when you told me. So, what's happened exactly? So, is it just EFL or is it the Premier League as well? Do you know? No, so it's it's a fundamental. So it's similar to when um, beer sponsors and football shirts got, you know, cancelled. Um, it's that it's the government seeing all, pretty much every team in every league is somehow associated with betting, and they're like, we need to clamp down on it, which is very understandable, but. I just don't see how you could replace that revenue for these football clubs that are in and dire need know, of money. Do you know if that will be applicable to stadium names or league names? For example, it's a Sky Bet Championship, isn't it? At, so do you know? The, well, I mean, it does seem very strange and hypocritical to, you know, take away a club's only like substantial income, and yet they play in the Sky Bet Championship. It seems bizarre that way, but I. Uh, from what I have seen, it's a case of one step at a time. Get rid of gambling shirt sponsors, then get rid of the association, and then eventually you get rid of adverts before football and after football. You know, just and completely get rid of any a- any promoting of gambling. And do you know when they'll be enforcing said rule on the shirts? Um, it, it's all still up in the air now. I think uh, the House of Commons are going to talk about it and probably take them a few years because that's what they do. That's what they do best. So it's a government but initiative. It, it's not a... a yes, it's, it's government. It's not coming from... Well, of course it's not coming from the Football League because, again, they're the ones profiting off this. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. I I am only... I only have positive a, a positive outlook on this move if they find a way to replace this essential income. Yeah. I mean, I mean I, how can how can these teams get by? Well, exactly. It, it does bring a lot. It's a big revenue stream. These betting companies that you know, there's so many out there. But if you did like a a deep dive into how many clubs have it, God, I reckon over half. Well, maybe not half, but a good from number of seen, teams have it. A, a statistic I saw it was only three teams 
I think in the Premier League that didn't have any association whatsoever. Because even when you're not, they don't have shirt sponsors or things like that, they'll still tweet out at half time, you know, get these odds on a Bamiyang, have a shot on towards it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. And you'll lose your money. I don't think shirt sponsors are the problem, though. I think it's more just the. Well, that's the thing. Like, if I'm watching a game of football, I don't look and look look at the shirt and think, oh, we've got Bet365 on the shirt. I might put a bet on. Like, you just in general, if you're in that culture of being a football fan, you are more than likely going to be associated with betting yourself personally because you want to, not because your team has on your shirt. So they need to clamp down on betting itself and how they regulate it. I know they've took steps by doing like cool offs and deposit limits and all that. But if they really, really want it to the source of the issue, they need to clamp down on how but much the person don't. can put into said account. Of course, That's what I'm of course, of course why, gamble, why, got, why would bookmakers why would bookmakers want to clamp down on the people that make the money? The they reason the bookmakers are in business above them, the it, government. The government are like, oh, Stop it, you making money and profit, profiting off people with problems. But this is the thing. You, you can say this, you know, and say, well, I'm not affected by it. But you don't know subconsciously. I mean, what? I don't want to look at your betting history. I imagine it's pretty down this year, you know? And it's like your profit and loss is, is going to be a disgrace. It's, it, 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 it makes my eyes hurt. So you can't factually say you are not influenced by that. Because I can say now, I don't know what adverts are on TV. I don't get affected by them. You know, seeing a Hollyoaks advert doesn't make me want to watch Hollyoaks. But the fact I'm talking about it now, apparently is the adverts working. Don't know why. I mean, I'm going to bet... Okay, I'm going to talk about me personally. Okay, not me personally, but the culture of football fans, I believe they'll bet anyway. Whether there's sponsorship knocking about or not. They know Bet365, Skybet, they're a thing. And I think eradicating it from shirts isn't really an issue. Same with beer companies. It's, it's not, you're not going to not drink because it's on the football shirt. Are you telling me shares in beer has gone down ever since they took it off? It hasn't. So I don't think they need to do it. I mean, Somebody think it. of the children. Think of the children. A child sees a Bamiyang. A child doesn't have the company on their shirt because they're minors. So that when they buy a kid's football shirt, you won't have the betting company. So that's already. And it looks weird. It looks looks really strange because they design the kit around the sponsor most of the time. So you just take away the sponsor, and it it just looks strange. They're just going to lose money in football. No club wants to lose money, especially when they're losing it in the bucket falls anyway. The coronavirus. I just don't think there's a point. Like, if you want to do it, great. Do what you want. I don't care. But I would rather they didn't, and these clubs have their sources of revenue. Like, who else is going to sponsor? Like, yogurt companies or something. Like, what, what, what are you trying to angle at? Every club. Every <laughs> hey, you say that. Muller, Muller Corner sponsored Villa, Muller can't they? sponsor everyone, bro. They can, you know. So <laughs> By I think God, they can try. <laughs> they can try. Yeah, it'll, be, it'll be the Muller Premiership. But no. One club at a time. Yeah. Why? Like, every, pretty much, as you said, pretty much every club has an association somewhere. And yeah, I know it's terrible. It can ruin people's lives. But that's more down to the individual. So like, can support in not... United. What? Terrible! It can ruin people's lives. We're really not clicking oh. today, are we? <laughs> Jesus Christ! No, we're not. It's not. It's no, not, it's not no, chilling. Must be a good lesson, though. Must be a bloody good lesson. Oh bloody hell! I don't know. In terms of this whole topic, I just I can't really get on board with it. I just think gambling will always be an issue in society, no matter what, whether it's you know flaunted around or not. Like. As I said, I know it's probably not going to happen because these bookmakers make so much money. But if you really want to clamp down on it, 
you you from the from the top you just have to try and implement something i, I don't know what i'm not you know but i don't think that the problem is football shirts hmm. so how how far exactly would you go with legislation to stop it really because if you if you if you feel like football shirts should be allowed what else is allowed do you think it was right to get rid of the because they have a 90 minute ban now on um whilst full game starts and it ends there's no adverts in between there's no real Wilkins going you know have these odds do do this do that like i mean i, I mean it feels like i've not been in a football game in years but you can you, i think each football team has a bookies don't they in the stadium where you yeah. can put a bet on at half time and do all these things so i don't know did they i, I didn't know that was a thing actually don't you Maybe maybe it's just Blackman. I don't know, but um, yeah, yeah, you could always put a bet on. I'd do it when I was young. I'd get my dad to do it for me. Of like first goal scorer, Jordan Rhodes used to win me money over the course of a season. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the worst. Okay, Gant, I, I can't talk. Okay, for me personally, I'm more likely to bet when I'm getting like notifications come through on my phone, or you know, I, I'm not thinking. Can we ban notifications? No, no, Let's you can get turn them cancelled. Of course, you can. I can no, let's get them cancelled altogether. No, let's stop them. What, no, what I'm saying, I think there's other things that make you bet more. Like if I'm scrolling on social media and someone writes something or I see an advert on social media or if I get a notification, just anything like that, I'm more likely to then jump on and think, oh, okay, I'll have a look at that. But when I'm watching a game of football and we've got Ray Winston on the adverts before the coverage, I don't sit there and think, oh, actually, even then they do say, oh, next goal score, whatever. So that probably is an issue as well. I think that's more the issue, the advertising side of it. Rather, I know... Shirt sponsor that is advertised as well, but I mean in terms of like the, the the social content, I think I think that's more where they should start, and I think them just saying bet responsibly, I don't you know if that's enough really. So I think I would say that's more of the issue than actual advertising on shirts, in my opinion. I think gambling is disgusting and it ruins lives. Well, anyway, we'll like to thank our sponsors, Betway, with their new. Uh... <laughs> New offer, correctly predict four first goal scorers and win up to £5,000 with our free-to-play, four-to-score game. Will Luckman and Madison's goal-scoring fun continue at the weekend? Have the code link into Big Safe for a free £5 off. Mate, I wish we had Betway sponsored us. Fuck it, I'd plug the okay, shit out yeah. of it, I would. Fantastic. I really would. Oh, my God. I mean, look, we've not gone over two hours. It's crazy. I know, it's wild. It's been quite short and sweet, and I don't know how I feel yeah. about it. Sure, it's really half an hour. Well, half an hour of pure bliss. Uh, so that was episode 14. We talked about some certain things. Next time we'll have something fun ready for you. You know, something a bit kooky. Uh, I've got a couple of ideas. I'm going to sure run by the, the co-host. Yeah, I'm going to run by the co-host probably like an hour before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give him lots of deep thoughts, obviously, and plan it. Yeah, he'll, he'll, just, he'll just look at his phone and go, yeah, well, that's good. Yeah. Hey, if it's not if it's not broke, well, don't fix it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and it's definitely not broken. Well, <laughs> I'd like to say damage. thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. well, we've been the Interbig Surf Podcast. This has been episode 14. We'll see you in episode 15. Thank you. <laughs>